Voice Coaches Radio. Everything voiceover. Hello and welcome once again to Voice Coaches Radio. I'm Warren Garling. And I'm Chris Charling. We're going to talk about something up your alley today, Chris. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm going to follow your lead today. I know that's not... That's a bad know. idea. <laughs> no, no, it's a good <laughs> idea because I, I seem to take the helm here too often. And But we're talking about something today that you've had more experience with than I have. Oh, if we're talking, we're okay. I thought you said you're going to take my lead. I cannot dance. Like, oh. I'm the worst. <laughs> I didn't know if no, that was where you were going. Wasn't planning on dancing. Thank you. Anyway, makes for a very uninteresting podcast. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of tough to see what we're doing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we got a, an email from Mikkel who uh, said, hi, Warren. So she right away got points. You know, she got the name right. Yep. Um, just Warren. <laughs> and she wanted to say, I absolutely love your podcast. Please keep them coming and keep the outtakes at the end. And I'm thinking... Let's put the outtakes in the middle now, okay? <laughs> Just for fun. Well, yeah, because she she ignored me, so so you're sticking up. You're defending my honor. I like this. <laughs> but uh, no, we're gonna we're gonna leave the outtakes there because sometimes it's the most fun part of the whole. You know, it's 10, what we do this minutes. whole thing yeah. for. Yeah. Exactly. We we live for the outtakes. So she said, I was wondering if you could do a podcast that goes a bit in depth with voiceover in the gaming industry, hmm. uh, where to start, what it's like. And uh, she suggested even maybe possibly an interview with somebody who's been a part of several VO projects in the gaming world. And that's that's down the road. I think we'll be able to do that. We'll, we'll look for somebody. And, you know, Chris has all these connections, of course. You um, may actually <laughs> be talking to somebody right now who well, has been involved. Well, you do. In that's this. true. Yeah. That's true. You you have been involved, um, and so you know that right there. You know we're, we've we've conquered both. Um, thanks again. Have a great week. All my best, Mikel. So um, we are going to, as I say, uh, Chris. Well, tell Chris, tell everybody. You know, since they probably don't remember back in what last March when we were talking about this, a little bit on your on your background. So I uh, started out here, voice coaches, and then uh, got called up to work for Activision on uh, a couple of games they were working on, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guitar Hero, left Activision after a little while, went to work for an independent developer called First Playable Productions, uh, where I was the sole audio designer there. So I went from a team uh, of uh, full of, of audio people to being a team of one. Okay. Uh, but now, at, and this is in the audio part of, uh, t- tell tell us what that entailed. So for uh, I was I was the VO subgroup lead when I was at Activision, uh, Vicarious Visions. Okay. And so, so what I did was I was the guy basically who, you know, thought about voiceovers, handled all of the you know, uh, getting the team up to speed on, on techniques and, and just kind of gen- generally handling like a lot of the thought work, if you will, about, about voiceovers. Okay, cool. Um, when I worked on Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2, I was the the kind of bridge between the audio and narrative department. So I would work with the writer and, and choose the takes from the recording sessions that we felt most matched what the tone of the story was and, right. and uh, basically was in charge of, of handling, you know, which, which takes of the voiceovers would get into the game. All right. Well, so, um, Mikkel, I take this back. We we have the expert here already, somebody that's worked on games and, and knows what they're about. And I also um, was the voiceover director for a game, actually, that I worked on with voice coaches. We had a cast of, I think, four or five people. Mm-hmm. It was split between between folks from here and folks from another studio. Cool. Um, so, so, yeah. Well, my exposure um, is limited, but I was the, the placeholder voice in the early renditions of a video game once, mm-hmm. and I found that to be very interesting. I had a, a fun time with that. So I've had some studio time. You know, I think I was the voice of an army captain or something, whatever an army captain sounds like. <laughs> I Obviously, that's how I think he sounds right there. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, so I, I have done a little bit, and 
and you know that's that's all I've done to this point. It's not I haven't sought that type of work, mm-hmm. but again, you've been deep into it. So so where do we start with this answering uh, you know Mikkel's question here? My my biggest piece of advice that I always give to people with this is is to really set your goals in, on a realistic path. A lot of people think you know oh, I want to be in in you know AAA video games, which is you know like Hollywood blockbuster level, right, like the right. big games, your Call of Duty, your Mario, stuff like that. And from my experience, when you're looking at people who do that kind of, of video game development, mm-hmm. those are folks who are basically only going to be able to work with union talent. And Makes sense. Yeah. a lot of these folks live in you know New York or LA. And that's similar with a lot of things, right? When people are like, oh, I want to be in a, in a Disney movie or something like sure. that. There is a path to get there. So yeah. I, th- I think you know it's, it's a great goal to have for a long-term goal. Learn a little bit about the, the industry and, and and learn with about who you can work with. There are your big tentpole Mario and Call of Duty games, but there's also stuff like Flappy Bird and, and Gone Home. Flappy Bird. Huh? Flappy Bird. Okay. I actually have not played it. I was, I was, a, I was a holdout on that one. Okay. But um, development studios range in size from one or two people to hundreds of people. And I, I think your strategy is a lot better off if you approach a, a singular, smaller developer yeah. rather than a giant one who only uses is you know these people that you hear in cartoons and, and movies sure learn who's small and, and learn where to find them and and like i mentioned a few moments ago perhaps you can be in a position to be a, a placeholder now what that is mm-hmm. is in the uh, earlier development maybe not real early but in the development of a video game there comes a point where you're going to have to show it to the client and say okay this is where we are and this is approximately what it's going to look like and sound like are we on the right path yeah and so what i went in and did was you know a, a voice of an army captain like i said by the way, I had to sign this agreement that I wouldn't tell anybody that I was working on this project. I right. mean, I could not breathe to them, you know, who it was for and what it was about or anything like that. And so I haven't. But again, that was like six or seven years ago that I did this. Yeah. So as long as I don't mention any real details here, you're, you're all you're set. I, I'm all yeah. set. I don't think they're going to come after me. I doubt it. But anyway, um, that's another way to perhaps get in kind of, you know, not the back door, but the side door. All sure. right. If, if you got a company in your area that occasionally uses this type of of, uh, placeholder talent and voice, go for it. Yeah. Um, and, and the way that you're going to find these people, um, one of the best resources that you can look at is IGDA. Start with your local IGDA okay, chapter. Okay, and what's that? That is the International Game Developers Association. Cool. You can find chapters in tons of cities across the U.S. We have one here in Albany. Um I actually went and spoke there in, in December. I remember that. And and why at that moment I didn't think that this would be a great topic for a podcast, I don't know. I guess I was waiting for the email from Mikkel. Here. I guess, yeah, this dovetails nicely. <laughs> but um, but I, I guess the, the thing that's really important about this is, you know, I've lived in this area for my entire life. I'm 32 years old. I can't tell you how many people I met that I didn't know existed when I was there. I met people from large studios who were at studios that I'd worked at and since I've left. They, they've come in. People from small studios that I already knew independent developers who are making games by themselves or, or with one other person. So mm. so it's a great place to meet people. So, I mean, look at how big this industry is. I mean, the, the video game industry, I believe, uh, it was headed for and I believe has surpassed the kind of money that Hollywood makes on movies. Yeah. And so, obviously, it's a huge business, and it can't all be done by the huge companies. There are the smaller mom and pops, and the as, as you might call them, yep. and uh, one or two people working together on a project. It may 
wind up being a huge success and going, you know, very wide. But at the same time, you don't have to have that backing sometimes to have that success. Right. And and these are the people that are that are really approachable. I mean, and, and yes. look at meeting people early in their career. Look at colleges that are near you. See oh, if yeah. they have, you know, programming uh, programs for lack of, a, you know, programming majors right. uh, um, or, or, or video game development majors. If you can meet these people before they get into the big, you know, wide open sea of the industry, they can be really good connections for you. Yeah, very good. Very good. Um, so, uh, you know, a lot of folks wouldn't think to look local, but you're saying that there could be things locally going on. You never know. I mean, um, I had a student here that I was talking to last week, and, and she was interested in in games, and she lived in the Boston area. So we pulled up the, the Boston IGDA list, and the members list was gigantic. Sure. You know, I'd known of one developer that was out, actually two developers that were out there, mm-hmm. and there was a multitude. There was a ton more. So yeah, look local. You never. How, be, how about those? Uh, I see that every once in a while we have a local comic con. Okay, yeah. And of course, there's the big one down in New York City, and there are other big ones in other major cities. But but even the one that we have, you know, locally here in upstate New York. Yeah, there's an Albany Comic Con. Yeah, you don't know who you're going to meet there. You, sure. you don't know if you're going to meet somebody who's working on an app on, in, you know, on, on their spare time, or mm. you, you never know until you put yourself out there and get in front of these yeah. folks. Now, didn't you also? Um, oh, I think we talked about this in one of our earlier podcasts, uh, you know, about a year ago when you first started mm-hmm. Kickstarter. Didn't you get involved with a, 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 a was it a video game? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And that's supposed to come out this year. And wow, he, here's the thing that I think is really interesting about Kickstarter is that. To use my example, the game, I think I found out about it, yeah, probably about a year ago. And, um, and it I was, was in very early development at that time, right? Incredibly early development. Yeah, yeah. And there was a frequently asked questions part of the of the, the campaign that said, will there be voice acting in this game? And it said, yes. However, we are way, way too early in the process to start even thinking about this. Okay. To which I said, I for everybody for everybody to, else you're too yeah, early exactly but, but so, i'm right on time <laughs> yeah so i emailed the developer and we've we've been in communication over the months my my strategy was that you know get in get in early and and show that person what Good. i what i can do we still haven't hit the recording phase yet because gaming development is it, it's like un, unpacking pandora's box like <laughs> you cannot imagine the the sheer number of unforeseen things that are going to pop up and oh we have to do this because this wasn't going to work with this and you know um so it's set to happen sometime this year. But, you know, I, I remained in contact with that person. I'd send him demos, you know, every few months I would say, Hey, how, how's development going? Any, any, any need for any, you know, placeholder VO right now? And, mm-hmm. um, and that person, there's been times when I've, I've recorded some stuff and sent it off to Terrific. him. Now I'm, I'm, I'm interested uh, in your experience. How long is it from conception to production? <sighs> Is it years sometimes? Years sometimes. Um, Okay. It ranges, right? There's, like I mentioned, IGDA, once a year they do something called uh, the Global Game Jam. Okay. Which is IGDA sets, you know, last, uh, I think, you know, last weekend in January, I think is usually when it happens. Oh, geez. Well, this podcast is right on time. Very timely, yeah. (laughs) But uh, what they do is uh, every member is invited to come out for a weekend and just kind of spend this time creatively you know, birthing something, just get together in a team, whatever size it is. There's a theme for whatever it is, you know, for that year's event, like, you know, being lost or something like that. um, Over the course of the weekend, they'll make a very simple game. Um, And sometimes those things will go on to become bigger things. Sometimes they'll just be something small. Um, But yeah, I mean, development can take years. I mean, there's famous stories of uh, Duke Nukem Forever, which was in development for, I think, 
14 years. <laughs> oh, gosh. It was a nightmare. Yeah. It's really hard to tell. It, it, oh, it, sure, it's, sure. It's, it's so all over the place, If it, you know, depending on what the scope of the project mm-hmm. is. But as you pointed out, especially with something like Kickstarter, you get to see it coming before it's anywhere near you know, yeah. meeting your talent. But you're in early so that when somebody else approaches and says, I'm interested in helping you out, you know, these folks can say, well, I already have somebody that I know is going to do about a half a dozen voices for us or right. whatever. I know right. you can do more than that. Um, and and you're you're off and running. Yeah, and with the the game jam thing, I actually got the idea of talking about this from one of our students who who went to a game jam a few years back, and he was the voice in every game that they made that weekend. Cool. So yeah, so it's, it can be a good opportunity. All right. Now, do I also see you know occasionally on YouTube and and you know some flash videos online that there's some you know work there perhaps for folks? Yeah, I mean anything helps, right? You know, um, it, it, there's certainly overlap. You see this with a, a lot of a lot of people who are big name video game voice actors nowadays came from doing, you know, uh, localization for, for anime things. You've got to start like somewhere, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So once again, you're telling me, as we've been telling our students for many years, you can be almost anywhere and you can be doing some sort of you know work in, in almost any part of the voice acting industry you want, including video games. Yeah, and I think I think it's the same philosophy that we've been giving people for, for what we call, you know, ordinary VO jobs. Right. Start out small. You know, yeah. don't setting your sights on something gigantic is is it's a great end goal to have. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. but to, to be realistic, you know, look for the stuff that's around you that you and, can directly approach. And often your first couple of jobs may not be for money or a lot of money either. And, yeah. and but but just getting your foot in the door and uh, trying something new and and um, you know getting the exposure that you need. You never know if those guys are going to call you in a, in a few months and say, "Hey, we liked what you did on that placeholding thing." And you exactly. know, of course, I'm still waiting that for that phone call myself. <laughs> yeah. So and uh, uh, my my last piece of advice. Okay. Uh, if 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 you if if someone doubts your uh, you know has has questions about you know are there really is there really that much need for voiceovers in, in video games check out the game Bastion I've already talked about this but it's got an extraordinary narrator who narrates every single thing that happens in the game Ooh. M- must play for voice actors yeah okay and I know that in the last version of Grand Theft Auto I don't know what number we're up to at the moment Five, yeah, yeah but there there were something there were upwards of three to four thousand different characters yeah. in this thing. So that that doesn't mean they hired four thousand different voices, but they hired voice actors that could do multiple, uh, you know, voices. And, and yeah, I, what's funny about that is I was out teaching a class last year, and there were one of the people who was in in the class was like, "Oh, my buddy was in one of the GTA games." <laughs> there you go. And they just pulled him in, hundred bucks, and wow. he was he was you know pedestrian number thirty five or something like that. <laughs> well, thanks, Chris, for again all that background and uh, sharing this. Uh, you know, hopefully coming up with uh, some good answers here for Mikel. Yeah. And and uh, we wish her the best, and we thank her for listening, and uh, thank you for listening and as well. And keep us posted, too. Let's, yeah, let's let us let us do. know what's going on, and uh, we'd like to pursue this further, obviously, if you've had some experience along these lines. Get in touch with us. We're going to tell you in just a moment how to do that. If what we're sharing with you weekly on this podcast has you thinking that voice acting might be the right path for you, make sure by attending one of our fun introduction to voice acting classes called Getting Paid to Talk. This is the class you've seen listed in the brochure that you get from your local adult education folks uh, at universities, colleges, schools, and recreation programs across the U.S. and Canada. <laughs> and Chris is going to
going to tell you where we're going to be the week of March 23rd. That's right. We're going to be in a dozen different locations from Long Island to upstate New York. Places like Huntington, Northport, Southampton, Hampton Bays, Mount Sinai, Glen Cove, West Babylon, Albany and Schenectady, New York, and Arlington, Williamsburg, Manassas, Roanoke, Hanover, Charlottesville, and Chesterfield, Virginia. This isn't easy. No, we're going to be. You know, we're we're, we're going to be all over the place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and 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 reading each one of those is not the easiest thing to do. It's not, and you handle it with great aplomb. Well, thank you. Sir. You're welcome. Also in uh, aplomb. No, no, I'm sorry. Also in Pottstown <laughs> and Westchester, Pennsylvania, Frederick, Maryland, and Wilmington, Delaware. For the date and location of a class near you, just call us toll free eight six six eight eight seven two eight three four, or email us at podcast at voicecoaches.com, where we gladly welcome your input to this podcast, whether it be with a question a comment or a topic suggestion and in between podcasts you can always stay connected with us on facebook and on twitter also if you're enjoying the show on itunes please feel free to leave us a rating yes and again keep in touch let us know how this path to uh, voice acting for animation uh, goes for you or video games you know we, we'd love to hear from you and we'll talk at you again next week hope you'll join us then visit voicecoaches.com for more voiceover news and information by the way, I had to sign this very top secret document that said that I would not share with anyone that I was working because I think it was. Or, or, you can't you talk, know, but you're I, totally, I, wait, we can't use any of this. No, you're right. I can't use any of this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've just ruined the whole the whole podcast. Yeah. This, uh, Chris, how long ago was this? This is like seven years ago. Come on, yeah. the game has come and gone. Well, let's 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 do this, but like leave out um, <coughs> what it was because I don't want to get you in trouble. I don't okay. know. You know what I mean? All right. Um, well, you can so say I don't have to say. Yeah. Well, right. you can say you know, just talk around it. Yeah. Big name video game voice actors nowadays came from doing you know uh, localization for for anime things. You got to like start that. somewhere, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, will that be included in the outtakes? That moment of silence, <laughs> yes, where we had no idea where we we're going the, next. The pregnant pause. <laughs> yes. And here's where we're going to be heading as we go into. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to do this right so that I can do the the stupid line. Where whether it be ah damn it sorry about that a <laughs> typo I didn't where, catch where it be with a question <laughs> where it be with a question <laughs> suddenly I turn into a pirate there <laughs> where we welcome your input into where we welcome your input to this podcast whether it be with a question a comment or a topic suggestion in between podcasts what am I doing yeah you run on sentence there yeah. You can stay connected with us on Facebook or on Twitter. Uh, absolutely, please do that. We'd we'd uh, what. <laughs> Hopefully we'll hear from you soon about some success in uh, landing in some video game land somewhere. Right on. Yeah, we'll touch a... Uh, yeah.